That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> okay. Cool, 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 cool. You're listening to Music Well. Welcome again to the show, Music Well, where we think deeply about and through music. Today, we will be exploring a single genre of music. We're going to look at the underground hip-hop world. And more importantly than just listening to songs within this genre, what we want to do is convince you... If you're not already a regular listener of hip-hop, to do that, incorporate some of what we're going to talk about into your regimen for musical listening. We're going to talk about the techniques, introduce you to some artists who do certain things really, really well, and uh, we're going to see how much content comes from hip-hop that enables us to improve our lives and also understand the world better. We have a special guest today. He's a good close friend of mine. His name is Jonathan White. And he's going to lead us through a few songs. But Jonathan, before we get to the music, please, if you would, introduce yourself and give us a, an understanding a, into your background with hip-hop and your experience with the music and the culture that has come from it. Sure, yeah. And first, thanks for having me. Happy to be here and talk about... Uh, this genre of music that's been close to my life. And, uh, you know, just some background. I grew up listening to, obviously, 90s hip-hop, Vanilla Ice, Young MC, etc. But then when I hit uh, about 17, I got really into um, the kind of b-boying slash breakdance scene. Breakdance is how most people know the name sort of worldwide, but it's b-boying, which is a f the original form of hip-hop dance. And um, I found there's this whole semi-underground culture. And, and I only say underground because it's not, quote, commercially or uh, main... It's, it's not known in a mainstream sense. And uh, when hip-hop originated, there were these elements, and there's even a debate if there's four or five elements of hip-hop, but uh, essentially there's the dance side breaking, um, there's the DJ side emceeing and graffiti. So, uh, and, and you know, the, the dress can be part of it too. But, uh, for me, it was totally not how I grew up at all. It wasn't my culture. I'm from a pretty kind of narrow <laughs> sort of one dimensional suburban area in the Midwest and part of what attracted me to this was the kind of fun, the energy, the um, authenticity and rawness of it from a dance perspective and from a music perspective. And as I learned about it, I actually had a good friend and I found out he was really into the kind of emceeing, freestyling and more the music side of hip hop. And he introduced me to these, quote, underground artists that I hadn't heard of, right? Because I was just used to hearing what was on the radio or maybe hearing what was familiar to the, the b-boy scene. But this was almost like a whole other world. There were these, you know, battle rappers. Um, he introduced me to like Scribble Jam, which is actually one of the, the events that if you look at Eminem's history, he was in some of the early Scribble Jams. There's even some videos online of that which was basically this 
taking one element of the original culture, the kind of uh, emceeing aspect, and and um, there's some beatboxing too in other parts of the show, but the battle rapping and everything. And um, what I found was some of these battle rappers, they would they had some in, insane ability to freestyle, but also to write. Some was kind of you know aggressive battling you know we're the best kind of stuff but uh, a lot of it was very deep poetry these guys were essentially intense poets and the combination of the different types of hip-hop music for this kind of underground thread of hip-hop that you don't hear about much um i think Eminem's a great example. I think part of why he got so big was his rawness and intensity. And sure, he has like his club bangers and maybe his funny tracks, but that may be why he's out outdone a lot of these other um, rappers. Even in the last year, you know, he had this battle with uh, Machine Gun Kelly and stuff like that. And I wish there would be more emphasis on this scene because there's so many great... Um, artists albums and songs that have come out of here and uh yeah the the talent is is extremely high it's not i think people think hip-hop they think basically what i would call commercial rap which is the big kind of mainstream rap gangster rap that kind of thing they're you know they're talking about gold chains and girls and you know cars and everything like that or maybe shooting people and uh, that's just kind of one side, even though it's more well-known, it's, a, it's uh, a very kind of simplistic form of music. Not that it's all bad, but um, when you hear the uh, crazy talent that a lot of these underground artists have that just simply don't have the exposure, and some are starting to get the exposure just through now with iTunes and everything. I mean, when I got into this, we're talking like 2001, and uh, now they're getting a bit more exposure, but there's there's this whole scene for these artists creating this uh, really intelligent, in-depth, amazing music that I think a lot of people could actually connect with, like other forms of music. They just maybe haven't seen it or haven't heard it or just assumed, oh, hip-hop, that's all, that's not music, that's all just like gangster rap or just like party stuff or, you know, maybe you can dance to it or something at a club, but it's not, you know interesting or valuable yeah i think an initial reaction if you're not interested in hip-hop culture or music what you think is well that's i don't come from that kind of background i'm not particularly interested in that therefore there's nothing there's no compelling reason for me to listen to hip-hop music um, but if we think of hip-hop music as another form of art well we can look at it as or a lens we can apply to that is there's something that somebody is trying to teach me or instruct me through their medium through their art you know this is a human being using specific skill sets with beats with lyrical abilities uh, with tonality and they're trying to convey a message convey a culture therefore even if I don't come from that background that culture I can still benefit from listening to it and being ex exposed to it and even following the trajectory of it as you've kind of highlighted so far right and uh, around 2005 someone did an article actually on this friend I'm talking about and myself why are these kind of white suburban kids into hip-hop and i think especially in suburbia and i think this is why 
a lot of the kids around me and people I saw really connected with Eminem uh, was basically because in suburbia or a lot of, you know, let's say modern culture, pop culture, you're trying to kind of create a version of yourself. You're supposed to look right. You're supposed to act right. You're supposed to have the good grades, dress a certain way, which isn't all bad, but that kind of white picket fence mentality. And I think hearing this raw, authentic, uh, authentic uh, music or art form where people were just kind of rawly expressing stuff, even if it was negative or uh, powerful, that it felt more real than maybe the, the bubblegum pop music at the time, you know, uh, a lot of boy bands and stuff like that. And so it, it felt more real and, and you could really connect to it a lot more than just kind of some party music. And, and, and you know, it's interesting. You would see these, these guys in high school blasting this rap music and this wasn't even the underground stuff and it's totally different than their background. So, uh, this article kind of explained the connection between the kind of realness and rawness that a lot of us seek. And I think, when you get into the underground niche of hip hop, again, just calling it underground because it's not mainstream, then it actually opens up the door even more. There's even more quality, deep music and lyrics and sounds to connect to. And uh, independent so. creators, you know, one yeah. guy in his basement or in his room with a little beatbox, uh, putting some tracks down and writing some lyrics to it, you know, compared to somebody uh, on, a, on a large scale writing for a broad audience and not particularly exploring a lot of sincerity and genuineness in their feelings but more like what might sell you know you get that motivation what might sell well or what's expected of me so there can be a a big different approach to that right it's the kind of manufactured what sells sound and um there's still a little bit but definitely used to be even more so the kind of mainstream versus underground battle and if someone was starting to go mainstream they call them a sellout and everything but there's probably a way to kind of do both um nowadays more so than ever but yeah it's the the kind of truthfulness and freedom to create how they wanted and say what they wanted whether it was even if it wasn't going to sell out the staple center right and um it's still around. Some of these guys are still going even more than the mainstream artists like uh, atmosphere. For example, they're probably at the top of the, the kind of underground scene been around for a long time. Lots of people have heard of them probably gosh, since 95, maybe even earlier, but 20 years um, at least. And uh, they're still going and still have their audience. And now through these new platforms, like, YouTube, iTunes, you don't have to sell out the Staples Center to get your music out to your audience. Whereas before, maybe you're in coffee shops or like that small little underground club. That's what we used to go to. That there was this style of hip hop or you've sort of sold out to the mainstream labels and, and, and all that. So it's, it's cool to see these people getting more and more exposure. And the goal here is just to um, bring light to this great style of music that's impacted my life and frankly uh, helped me through parts of life just uh, helping me connect with my own thoughts emotions and almost express them or get them out in a way that was kind of a release or relief yeah on this rawness aspect you've t- you've turned me on to an artist named sadistic with a k at the end and that's been um, a really helpful introduction into 
it's op- what it's done is open up a lot of thinking into how to process feelings and emotions. And there's a lot of ways that we as humans can do that. We can generate something. We can write poetry. We can write literature. We can just journal. We can draw. We can take pictures. Uh, other, other ways that we can process feelings is uh, by listening and by allowing somebody else to put words to what we're experiencing. Sometimes we don't know what we're experiencing until we hear it in a song. And then we experience a breakthrough. Ah, oh, yes, that's exactly what I've been dealing with. Somebody else out there has been dealing with that same thing too. And look, they put it into, into this music and it's touched me in a particular way and it has a lot of meaning for me at this time in my life, right? And so this, uh, this first artist we want to look at is Sadistic um, and his song, A Long Winter. So we'll let this play and then uh, Jonathan, you and I will talk about its meaning. Anticipate the ride down to find out How they dance between the paper stars To embrace the dark before they inundate the night's clouds Now that's an optimistic view I can script the musical while options are reviewed Pieces of me tend to die but I can miss the funeral I fall into the view that my life is simply beautiful the sun like I tried to write the side of life that I've abided by and by and by I strive to find a sign that I'm in love love is what you find when you're circled in the sky while you're burning all the white feathers learning how to fly searching for a sign or a version of goodbye that could perfectly describe what was pertinent inside I'm not certain but if I'm a brush stroke on the canvas I'm scratching all my love notes on a matchstick and when it catches the smoke becomes letters and it floats on forever so the sun grows romantic this Last 
sleeve so it matches my apparel Up the other is a sample from the tarot So I can cheat destiny and gamble with the arrows That they sling when I quiver in their wake In a blizzard when I shiver and I shake Like a sinner when it's grimmer and I play To be delivered from this winter Another night of wondering if it's the age of innocence I'll plead the fifth right before I take a sip from it I'll cease to desist and try to break the dissonance From the demon's lips just so I can make a difference In this day without the rain, the sky is sapphire Leaving traces of the stains on my skin I'll never say it was in vain I'll just hold my breath and pray that I can savor it again This Um, real quick on uh, some background what can you tell us about sadistic uh, well for me this friend that kind of introduced me to this whole type of music he was like hey you got to check this guy out and um, he's he's not so much on the the battle rap side of the underground scene but his, his as a lyricist he's like on a whole other level of probably any musician out there I mean um, we're just gonna cover a couple of his songs but a lot of it's it's really really deep it's really heavy some is a bit dark but i think you know this song for example it's talking about uh it, well for one it's interesting because he lives he's from seattle he doesn't live there anymore but i've lived in seattle and you get these like 30 days you don't really see the sun it's just fog cloudy misty and you know kind of the symbolism there or, or what have you i think he's talking about is having been in darkness too long having been in you know, painful situation, a hard situation. I believe on on this album, his uh, dad had just died. It's from uh, Flowers for My Father is the name of the album. So he's kind of uh, talking about these hard times that happen, but not uh, dwelling on them. I think, you know, one line he said was, uh, pieces of me tend to die, but I can miss the funeral. I fall into the view that my life was simply beautiful. And I think we all experience that. I mean... Um, I've been through a divorce. I've had uh, um, people I know, friends or family members die or, you know, you have these losses. And I think this is putting words and imagery to the dark times that we can't ignore. And, you know, I like how he's pointing out here that uh, although these parts of me may may die, maybe he's dealing with his dad's death or something amongst other things. Um, he can't, he's not going to dwell on that. He's going to kind of miss the funeral or, you know, kind of get the idea there, but, um, keep going and believing that, you know, his life is, uh, beautiful. And I think anyone can relate to these quote winners or dark parts of life that can happen. And, 
I just really like all, all of these expressions. The, the main hook, the winter lasted far too long. Um, if one day without rain could come and basically talking about the sun coming, the good times, the warm times. And he talks about when they come, he won't say that it's in vain. He'll just try to savor it basically in one of the, the verses. So I think anyone can relate to this or connect to this and kind of understanding sort of the, um, what's behind the lyrics. And that's, just he's saying hey i've been in this dark place for too long and i'm trying to move forward i mean who can't relate to that so i think it that goes back to that concept of the universal benefits of um hearing this and just quick note for myself my friend introduced me to him right about after my divorce and i always kind of sort of joke but it is part of the story is his music helped me get through my divorce just some of the lyrics that the way he would say things it's like oh yeah that's exactly what i feel and it's almost like you're able to express and kind of release those emotions not just keep them suppressed and buried and, and it's like hey someone out there they put words to this and they can relate to this so i think that's sort of the one of the factors that that should draw people to this kind of type of music yeah now i do have to bring up the fact of the delivery you what you're talking about about is the content of the music right but i'm curious about the delivery so with hip-hop and rap uh what they have in common and what we see most explicitly is the amount of words in the music and then the style of singing that there's a lot more words per verse and that they're delivered more quickly than uh, most other styles of music you might get uh, a verse or a few phrases sung in a rap style in other styles of music but with hip-hop rap that's part of the skill set is to be able to get in a flow right to have write a really good flow and so for somebody who doesn't listen to hip-hop regularly um, what how can we get accustomed to picking out this really good content you know it's almost like we have to do de- um, develop a certain kind of ear to hear that but how have you found it helpful to accept and absorb all of that content do you listen to songs over and over again do you just start with something you pick out real quick you know thinking about the the way it's delivered yeah that's a good point i think this is poetry this is you know a form of modern day poetry and most people may not go seek out kind of let's say traditional poetry but here i mean you have the music connecting with these lyrics you see uh alliteration alliteration is uh, eminem uses that a lot where maybe you use the letter s in a couple of phrases within a couple of lines um you see the rhythm matching the music that's something obviously some of the some of this rap on the radio it's like they're just talking over the beat there's no connection between the flow of the music and the lyrics it's just like zip, zip, zip. you know i don't even know what they're saying sometimes and i think here you don't see anything close to that and you see that kind of connection of the lyrics and the music and just the imagery of the lyrics the the similes the metaphors talking about the rain the winters um it's like it's like you're you're learning from this and it's not a clinical type of learning about well when you go through dark times you know this is the expression of the dark times it's not the psychological analytical thought process this is the 
letting out of the emotions, the expression. And so I think that, and you can, I, I probably don't need to point out the authenticity here. He's, he's not talking about, you know, girls and gold chains and Bentleys or something. So who cares about that? Most of us aren't dealing with that. We're dealing with what he's talking about. So in the lyrics, you just like, oh yeah, I get that. I can relate to that. It makes sense for my life or for others' lives or wow, it's just so cool how he put those words together to make that point. And that's kind of what I look for. And after, when you kind of get into this, you'll see a lot of it. And after a while, you just know like, oh, this guy, his his level is really high. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, yeah, you know, and saying that my life is like a long winter, right? We, It's a metaphor. Um, drawing, a, putting an image that we can understand uh, towards something that we can't really understand or we're not able to particularly ex- uh, express with what we're experiencing. Yeah, when you talk about his uh, singing style matching the musicality, what I picked up from that song, you've got strings, you hear a piano, you hear chimes, which is a, often a wintertime sort of instrument, trumpet, snaps, and, uh, and the vocal loop that he has, this winter lasting for too long. So hip-hop isn't just bass drum, snare, hi-hat, uh, maybe a synth bass or a bass line and lyrics. This kind of hip-hop, the underground hip-hop, creates layer upon layer upon layer and crafts it to be unified. And when you're talking about a long winter working through some sadness and some sorrow, you know, to not only have that kind of content, but then to package it the way it's done in this track by Sadistic, that's particularly helpful for us and even and impactful. So, if we're a music appreciators, and if we'd like uh, to explore what all of music has to offer us, I think these are uh, helpful ways to think about um, hip hop and be, to be able to benefit from it. Yeah, and that's a good point. You'll find a lot more variety I would say and um, experimentation on the the music and beat side as well if you listen to his albums a lot of them sound quite different or other guys they have different sounds it's not just kind of like deep bass and hi-hat or what you might hear with the kind of hip-hop trap hop whatever <laughs> stuff is mumble hop where the guy's mumbling so putting those elements together that's a more complete art that I think um, is more satisfying uh, than just kind of the club banger song from the latest guy on you know whatever album. Yeah, um, and so going on to our next artist, we're gonna look at a song by an artist, Atmosphere. He's got this song, Sad Clown, and. We'll dissect that more, but it's continuing with this theme of processing something difficult, but we're going to hear some differences in his delivery, how he presents his message. The most important is to keep moving. That way they might never catch up to you. I'm going to have to pack up and be on the move too pretty soon. Where are you going? Nowhere. You want to come? We can be back this way in about a month. Is the fool. Which one knows he is playing? 
and which one is last in the game. This world ain't a wasteland, just taste that way sometimes Depends on the angle, on how you read your lines For every brick we've stacked and come together to build There's a sick little crack in this foundation still Humans, I can't accept them Trying to understand what fuels them and their essence I'm looking for some leverage, catch up, trying to catch me Curse it, depress it, here to make you happy Hey daddy, tell me why the clown is crying Well son, he's got the task of cheering up the hill and dying On top of that, everybody thinks he's insane Saying can't fathom why he'd wanna ease they pain Walking through this maze made of concrete walls When you're not allowed to climb there's no way to possibly fall When your hands are restricted to hold nothing but self How can you get a grip? How can you pick up what you dealt? The clown stays sad, the ground stays hard With a couple pounds of migraine, a pocket full of scars But the face stays painted on for everyone to gaze upon Continuing the bad dream till he wakes up gone The way they wave their fists Weirdo, freak words of endearment Ring in my ears and cling unto my tears My purpose on this earth was to brighten the sun ray At the circus or parade, house call on a birthday A bag of balloons, I could build you a farm Became worthless when they took away both my arms Snake charms, magic tricks The world is flat and the traffic is thick Got my back to the wind as I watch the inhabitants Every thought I come across is bigger than this planet is I used to be a normal person, but I held a hunger to experience it firsthand. I wanted to turn every frown upside down. Somehow my feet separated from the ground. And the clown stays sad, the people stay lost. Nah, the people are sad. We lost the clown, but the face stays painted on. Everyone the gaze And it'll stay that way until the break of dawn. So throw your hands in the air. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, you can't. You're wearing a straight jacket. Oh man, what an ending. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, so again, the artist is Atmosphere, track title, Sad Clown, and, um, okay. Yeah, so this is, it's really creative. This is an older song. I think they made this, you know, in the in the mid-90s. Um, Atmosphere, the main guy's there, Slug, he's the guy who's rapping, and Ant is the uh, producer of the music. But I always like this song. It's it's very interesting because it's kind of the, from the perspective of this clown and he's trying to make people happy and people are just laughing at him and trying to hold him down and thinking he's crazy. Why, why are you smiling? What's, you know, what's the point of all that? Even just how it opens, this world ain't a wasteland. It just tastes that way sometimes. Just talking about how it's not all bad, but things can, can seem hopeless, especially if you're trying to kind of maybe step out of the norm like this clown is and actually make people smile or try to be happy and it, and it talks about people just trying to uh you know bring him down and he's crying and then the dad and the son talking and uh you know the line like when you're not allowed to climb there's no way to possibly fall it's really interesting just how he's using this creative concept of of the clown and, and then hitting these points right? It's like, it, or the straitjacket part at the end, it's like, oh, throw your hands up and enjoy. But you can't because you've been limited by, you know, whatever it is, these 
maybe society saying don't do that or the culture um i mean i don't know what his original intention was with the track but that's what i take out of this and it's got a it's got a light just you know kind of interesting beat i think one thing with hip-hop people can say is oh well the beat's the same the whole time right that's that's common here the samples at the beginning and then it's you know just kind of cruises but uh, a lot of these genres of music like this or house for example it's to be kind of hypnotic and pull you in think of that when you're thinking of hip-hop the guy bobbing his head you know feeling the music so it's actually stylistically that's it's common and um yeah i'll say i'll point out something too on that point you think with hip-hop we do hear repeated sounds repeated samples the beat continues it's almost circular in a way and that for me does a couple things one um what it does is it makes me kind of settle in to something foundational so that i can then explore some more experimental subjects like what the lyrics are are conveying you know um so you've got you got a steady uh beat and a steady rhythm and a bass line like in this song it also encourages me to dance too hip-hop culture really supportive you know wants people to dance and i love music's uh music's power to get us to dance um and i'll say another thing about the looping aspect when you when i even listen to classical music and you'll hear in an overture, for example, a phrase, you know, um, a set of notes, a sequence of notes played by an instrument, and that will show up in the rest of that musical work. It might be, it might show up in a different context, a different part, supported by different instruments, playing different parts, but you'll still hear a repetition of that piece of music. So, as far as repetition goes with hip hop, um, they're isolating just a few things to create a foundation to then springboard into some other uh, explorative stuff right and i think like you said um from a dancer's perspective it's it's finding that groove or or one expression people use in the dance world is oh he's really sitting in the pocket it's kind of like he's deep in the music he's not maybe being flashy he's just really at the core of the music is how i would describe it and i think um be open to that just try to embrace that you know um getting into the groove bobbing your head feeling the music the repetitiveness and then layering the the lyrics in there to go with it is it actually becomes kind of cool and uh as a dancer even though you're hearing the same thing you can actually hit different parts of the music at different times so it actually becomes kind of cool from from uh you know dancers people trying to move to the music but uh, yeah, I think in this track, it's just another great example of how there's great creativity, there's depth. I mean, I think people can all relate to this, trying to get out there, maybe be the clown, maybe be different, and people are just kind of knocking you down, society, culture, whatever it may be. Um, even me, when I got into um, dance, a lot of people from my culture around me were like, why would you do that? There's no value there. I mean, wh- why don't you just like finish school get a job and all that stuff and and they didn't really understand that and to me i was very attracted to that that realness because it it was more like real life than just kind of the white picket fence and all that stuff so this is just another good example of that i think in in showing how um we can relate to 
yeah, that sometimes it, the world does feel like hopeless, like a wasteland. You know, like he says, it just tastes that way sometimes. It's an interesting way of saying, kind of don't give up and keep going and realize that it's not all bad. Yeah. And um, he's, so that's two songs. Now, one question I have for you is, um, what about these two songs so far make them underground compared to commercial? Why wouldn't we hear this on commercial radio? You're, you're from the hip answer on that. I would say some is just exposure. The There's a weird thing with these big labels and um, a lot of what they put out. It, they want it to be played in a club. It's very kind of artificial. And it's odd because you see a guy like Eminem talking about some really intense stuff who does really well because he actually is more real and appeals to a bigger audience. Again... Uh, his first few albums, he did have the funny stuff, the club bangers, etc. tracks on there. But people could really relate to it. So you would think they would say, hey, let's get more of this guy. But they're more looking at, you know, what's popular, what sells. Maybe they're thinking, oh, it's going to like bother some people or upset them. I don't know. But talking about shooting up guys in the hood isn't. I'm not really sure on, sure on that. Um, and again, underground just means not mainstream. It's just less known. It's... I, I almost someone showed me this I don't know if I could have found it on my own yeah that's it the source of how you find it yeah. right yeah and so just the sounds are just different it's not gonna sound a lot like something you might hear on the radio because they're not trying to copy what sells and so it's it maybe takes some getting used to or you may hear these more white rappers they don't sound like uh, people from other ethnicities that you might normally hear from the mainstream. So um, that can take people's some time to get used to just how they sound, I guess, as well. Right. You know, I'll tell you what, if there was a club here in Santa Barbara that played this kind of underground hip hop on a regular basis, I'd be a regular on the dance floor there. <laughs> no doubt, man. I'd be working on my, actually, I'd have you show me how to do some b-boy dance moves and uh, it'd be out there. I, yeah, I feel definitely. like there's an unmet need for that. I want to mention something real quick about lyrical style. All right. So what, and this is something I think that's, it's germane to being human, um, but we can learn how to develop a skill for listening to it. And that is, um, feeling or experiencing or picking up on beats and uh, punctuation and rests so with hip hop at least with this song here from Atmosphere he's got the line that says I'll, and I'll just read it flat the face stays painted on for everyone to gaze upon All right, but then his stresses for that the face stays painted on for everyone to gaze upon so there's a way that the words themselves there's, ry there's rhyming here face painted Gaze, there's that long A sound, uh, on and upon. So when you stress those words that rhyme, there's a musicality to that. And that's poetry. That's straight up poetic skill. You know, so as we listen to hip hop, we're, we may not be picking up on that explicitly, but I think we feel it under the surface. And that's what you're talking about when the, the singing matches the music is that you there's a, a way to if you try to sit down to write this, you know, to write rap to a beat, this is going to come up. You're going to want to be able to write uh, lyrics and match them with stresses to how the music is going. Otherwise, it will feel disjointed, you know, and we could find some examples of that. So. Yeah, it's a good point. And I think 
it's something to mention that there's there's real talent here. Not everyone can do this. I mean, I think if you had a gun to my head, I couldn't write lines even close to some of Sadistic's lines. Or even in this, you have uh, painted on, gaze upon, right? It's multi... You see this with Eminem a lot too. Multi-syllable rhyming, which um, is really impressive when guys can do it in a freestyle. But in the writtens too, to be able to do that versus just... You know, maybe some cheap talk rapper and the the ability of a lot of the mainstream guys is frankly not there. It's not even close in written or freestyle form compared to these guys. And uh, like you said, we may just kind of breeze over it, but there's actually a lot of talent involved in being able to create those lines, those imageries, those, those metaphors that they use that you don't so often hear elsewhere. Okay, so getting back to musical uh, ability, lyrical ability, let's listen to another track by Sadistic. This one's called The Darkness.
me now. Yeah. All right, comments on that for us. Yeah, that's a good one. And f- first we can just notice the production, probably a different producer that made the music, but totally different type of music and it fits this song. I think that's another good point is I feel like the production really fits the topics with these guys. Um, so, I mean, it's sort of obvious, but I'll just touch on a couple points. Like he talks about trying to run to the darkness to be safe or unseen, but still getting lashes and gashes he talks about. So even if you're hiding, thinking you're safe, he says lashes and gashes happen in spite and everything seems good in the dark because you can't fully see what it is. People can't uh, see who you are. And then he mentions about how we numb the pain when the hope is gone by trying to basically hide in the darkness. So here's something else that's so true about people, about life, right? We're trying to stay in the dark, be play it safe, kind of be unseen. Maybe we're afraid if people really know who we are. And doing that, we also experience, um, we will experience hurt, he's saying as well. And you know, just the line, everything's pretty in the dark, right? Because you can't really see it. You can't really see who someone is or what something is. So just really great, you know, kind of what's called philosophical points made here expressed, you know, in this sort of uh, underground hip hop poetic way that I think a lot of people can connect to. It's got a cool beat. Also to me, very kind of hypnotic, sucks you in really well. So yeah. Exactly, really strong driving beat. It's the kind of song you want to play through good speakers, you know, or really good headphones. You want to feel that bass. Um, I will say, add this too about Sadistic. What I really appreciate about him, he seems to be one of those well-read kind of rappers, a, a lyricist who has a deep, uh, a, a deep body of information and education that he draws on. You know, he's got one song, Perseus, the Greek. If I understand correctly, Greek mythological creature. He's got another line in a song about a historical figure. He says, I have these bars in my head like Phineas Gage. Phineas Gage was somebody that uh, psychologists were able to do experiments on because he accidentally had a railroad spike uh, entered his skull and uh, I think he severed his corpus callosum. Right. So what Sadistic is saying is, I got these bars in my head. Bars, another word for words, right? Uh, verses of songs. All right, bars in my head, and then the the simile like Phineas Gage. Phineas Gage had a literal bar in his head, you know. So, you when he, I feel like sadistic is the kind of guy. You, he comes across something really interesting as he's exposing himself to new information and reading stuff, and he thinks, "Oh man, I see how this connects to my experience." I think his mind is open to um, to use what the world provides and put it into his music in a, in a very creative way. So I, one thing I appreciate about him and many other uh, artists is that they're well-informed. They put a lot of information. Aesop Rock, uh, Bus Driver, those are a couple guys that come to mind. Hieroglyphics, Cunning Linguists. These are people that they're looking at the world, right? Um, and they want to package all that in their music in an informative way. Yeah, definitely. I mean, these are intelligent guys, and that's something that you could breeze over and just think, oh, you know, Phineas Gage, you don't get the fullness of some of these lyrics, or he'll talk about some obscure movie or book character sometimes. 
um, you know, there's a, a great line in one of his songs, Into the Darkness, where he says, cracked ribs from the hugs that you gave me, right? And that imagery, the metaphor, it's saying, here's someone pretending they care about you giving the hug, the hug and they're actually hurting you, cracking the ribs, right? And it's such a great picture for how people could be. And so um, there's definitely a lot of thought and depth and intelligence that sometimes if you don't get the cultural reference or, or you know, mythological reference, you may not even know how much how much uh, intelligence and talent is behind these lyrics. It's really impressive, actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, even, I mean, guys like Tupac were able to do that well, too. Right. Yeah. And well, to that point, my um, Steven have a song, and it's a critique of something that it's probably the biggest elephant in the American room. And that is the adult industry, adult film, adult entertainment. Uh, this, so imagine this. There's an aspect of a culture that somebody observes is wrong. And that thing that they observe is wrong is typically praised in a similar genre to their music. What I'm talking about is, like you were saying earlier, Jonathan, a lot of rap, commercial rap, praises men for how many women they can have. Uh, for how big booties they got, um, how much money they have, and particularly just sex, really. So this track that I want to share with you all, I came across it actually listening to um, KSJS, San Jose State University's college radio station, way back in the day. So this is uh, early 2000s. The artist is Pep Love. And the song title is GGW, which stands for Girls Gone Wild, as we know is uh, was an unfortunate introduction to what women will do for money. But let's hear the song and we'll talk a little bit more about that. Pop 
culture, taboos and such You then turn the whole world into fools and sluts They try to act like they do, dress like they do And turn a fairy tale into a fatal fable Party like a rock star What we see, what we saw, not far from what it is We are, y'all Girls, girls, wow Little girls is lost, but the television voting their thoughts, huh? Girls, girls, wow In the world that's crossed up, they get them so they rollin' on starstruck Girls, girls, wow Little girls is lost, but the television voting their thoughts, huh? Girls, so they rollin' on Starstruck Yo, Yeah, well, a harsh ending to that song. It's not the kind of song I'd sit around and listen to uh, with my mom in the room. <laughs> it's something, something really difficult to listen to. Uh, the other great thing I appreciate about hip-hop is the samples they use. You can select from any source, really, and put that in to support whatever the thesis is of your song, whatever the main message is. And the main message for this song, what? Is that Girls Gone Wild, that whole approach to uh, selling women, selling sex for money, is wrong. Just to put it as simply as can be. All right, And not only that, there are ways that that kind of behavior is justified. He says, skeleton bones in the freezer, charge it to the game like a visa. Charge it to the game like a visa. All right. Uh, visa, MasterCard, right? But I think what he's saying there is that, oh, well, we can justify any kind of exploitation of women uh, because that's the rules of the game. And the game is, well, it's legal to sell sex in any form. So uh, as good as you can get at it, go ahead and do it. But those are skeleton bones in the freezer. We're hiding something where this is something that should be put away and ignored. He also has a line, my son can have fun, but daddy's little girl has got to be disciplined. There's high expectations on women that are not put on men. And um, women are the target. Young girls are the target. And it's an international problem in a, in a world that's crossed up. They get them so they're rolling up starstruck. There's a promise of success. There's a promise of money, which usually doesn't turn out well. Um, so the fact that these guys, uh, Pep Love, you know, writing a whole song that says pornography is wrong, right? You don't, you wouldn't expect that from hip hop, from rap. It just doesn't seem to match. But that's the that's the blessing. That's the contribution I think that underground hip hop gives us, is that there's somebody out there thinking deeply, thinking critically about an aspect of our culture, and they have the guts to say that's wrong, and they put some uh, specific examples for why it's wrong. Right, yeah, I definitely, uh, they hit some good points there. And, and one thing we haven't touched on that ties into all this too is education. I mean, the original hip-hop, you think like Grandmaster Flash, etc. right? It was kind of a movement. It was trying to educate people, you know, don't push me because I'm close to the edge. If you actually listen to that, it's, uh, you know, it's a, a cultural statement. I think here, let's think about how people are educated, right? School, 
Do many people really pay much attention to school? What What is really educating people out there? Media, entertainment, that's where they're starting. I shouldn't say starting even. That's where a lot of people are deriving their values. Like they mentioned Paris Hilton or whatever. But, you know, what are, what are these uh, celebrities doing? Oh, well, they're doing it, so it's cool. So it's right. Or, oh, these these rap guys are doing it, right? It's, it's cool. It's fine. That's just, it is what it is, part of the game. Or, you know, you brought up the point, but... Okay, yeah, son, go have fun at the strip club, right? He says about his his son, let's say. But would you go tell your daughter to go work there? Probably not, right? Let's hope. <laughs> so he's talking about the the contradictions there, and uh, this is a hip hop is also a tool for educating and influencing. And you know, there's there's a lot of songs about like breakups, about addiction, other kind of intense topics that that get covered that. Um, they're able to to influence in a good way, whether it's um, bringing some optimism to a situation or it's showing the darkness of a situation. And I think there's a lot of uh, uh, a lot to be said there versus you know the mainstream commercial you know cars, hose, clothes kind of nonsense, and as though that's something to aspire to or. Uh, Master P, for example, he was writing on this gangster rap, and then he said later, when his kids were getting older, he realized he needed to turn his own music down, and he actually critis- he got criticized because he was telling some of these new rappers, hey, you-, you don't get it when you're talking about going to maybe shoot someone or something. Somebody could be using that as fuel to go do a drive-by, even if you've never done an actual shooting and you're just trying to sound tough. You have to be conscious of what you're doing. So we're seeing a really, you know, kind of in the more underground scene, a conscious type of influence and um, education going on for the most part that we don't see in a lot of mainstream music. And I think that's a huge thing that that gets missed and also why uh, there's an attraction to the reality of these songs speaking to social issues or whatever it may be yeah is important i think mainstream hip-hop reinforces or excuse me mainstream rap hip-hop reinforces beliefs and underground hip-hop challenges our beliefs causes us to think about them uh one last note for this girls gone wild song by pep love they're talking about the effects uh the negative side of the adult industry I want to just draw your attention and refer you to a website obscenitycrimes.org put together by a doctor PhD doctor Victor B. Klein he's a licensed clinical psychologist out of Utah and I find his his content very helpful for thinking about the effects of this girls gone wild pornography approach he says that there's a we go through an addiction experience with adult content and then there's an escalation phase where there's a law of diminishing returns that things once used to arouse us no longer do, so we have to increase the intensity of that. But then out of that, there's a third phase of desensitization uh, where um, the same stuff, uh, we become desensitized to even simpler pleasures that we used to enjoy. Fourth phase is we, if we're thinking about looking at pornography we start to act out sexually so it's no longer like you were saying Jonathan it's no longer just in the mind but we start to behave on what we feed our minds and that's either through music or also with visuals 
Um, and unfortunately, if we go down this path, we start to deviate um, from normal sexual behaviors into um, um, uh, abnormal learned sexual behaviors. And then there's a whole phase of uh, pornographic violence where um, people are abused for the sake of uh, meeting our needs, quote needs. So, I mean, to think that these guys are writing a song that then is backed up by very well done research and it's a whole psychological um, uh, discussion you know it's really encouraging to me and that's another reason why you should listen to hip-hop so Jonathan let's recap here then uh, as we finish up remember this episode we wanted to encourage somebody and I imagine someone who um, listens to very um, you know just a few styles of music doesn't really think of the benefit of hip-hop we talked about why you should listen to hip-hop first maybe or not first but uh, kind of re- thinking back we've got musicality how well it's done musically yeah I think um, there's the music aspect there's a lot more variety there's the lyrics some of these guys are amazing lyricists and some people maybe they just haven't heard it all you've heard is some hip-hop on the radio so you're not necessarily against hip-hop or something for me i just i never had heard some of this so it was refreshing to hear it and i think uh the intelligence the value is you can relate you can connect to a lot of this music way more than some gangster rap or something just like uh other types of music and there's a lot of great valuable intelligent skilled artists out there that it's definitely worth checking you can start with the people we've listened to here and just try to get out there and uh there's more artists and when you stumble upon some you'll you'll stumble upon more and you know it also helps give them exposure so more people can hear these different messages and they can uh have more effect on the broader culture in a good way since that's ultimately kind of what they're trying to do i think yeah they're encapsulating life experience the human experience uh they're doing it with a lot of words well crafted there's loops which refer us to other bunny trails we can follow samples from other songs or uh forms of art um we've also talked about uh drawing on metaphor lyrical style poeticism You know, it it really, hip-hop, underground hip-hop has everything, and it even has the dancing aspect to it, right? Um, Getting us up and dancing. Okay, well, to finish this episode, Jonathan, let's try to do some freestyle here. (laughs) We talk the talk. Let's try to walk the walk. (laughs) Okay, let's see if I can do a little beat here. I don't really freestyle, but I'll try Listening to the beat on this mic Driving down the street, gotta get home Flip on some hip-hop, it's time to roam Around all the various artists that you might hear In your ear, don't have fear That it's gonna be some whack rap You gotta go back and turn that crap off (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well done, well done all right, I think then with uh, with that valiant effort, we are queued yes, up. I do not claim to be any up. type of freestyler. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Jonathan. Well, thank you again. We've got Jonathan White coming in, joining us for this episode of Music Well, Why You Should Listen to Hip Hop. We appreciate you for listening. Keep tuning in. Tell somebody about this episode. Tell us, tell them about this show. We uh, welcome some feedback. 
We listened to most of the album by Nujabes. It's called Modal Soul underneath the interview. So we'll put up a link for that as well. Nujabes providing those instrumental beats. And we will see you on the next episode of Music Well. This is Steven Sysom signing off. Theme song is I Am The Changer by the group Cotton Jones. Be sure to check out Jonathan White's podcast, Accelerate Living, available on Apple Podcasts.